0: Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. So today we will be talking about 18 elements that you need to start, grow and scale your business. And we'll be talking both strategy and mindset based on what I have seen over and over again in more than hundreds of clients that I have worked with and also in myself and in my own business based on what worked and what didn't work at all. So I'll talk about the first six elements that you need in order to start and grow your business, then I'll talk about six elements on scaling your business. And finally, six elements that are non-negotiable in in terms of mindset, mastery, and the energy and basically vibration that you need in order to have a successful business. So let's get started. First element is nailing your profitable niche. So I know that there can be some pushback when we talk about niching. I definitely resisted niching a lot because. Um, when I started my business I was a therapist I did RTT and EFT with individual clients who came for many many different issues so I thought that taking a niche or choosing a niche would just completely restrict me and how I was able to help and serve people and for me it made no sense so I did not niche down and that led me to make almost no, no money for months and months I think that my best income one month was about and it only happened once, and it was only based on recommendations. So, friends or past clients recommending me, but never from a different source. So, you need to nail your niche because when you pick a niche, basically all of the foundation of your business and how you're going to grow and scale it is based on the niche, and you'll understand why in a few moments. So, you need to pick a niche and you need to pick a profitable niche. Because getting a business off the ground is already complex enough as it is. So we don't need to burden ourselves with a niche that's not going to be profitable. And a good indicator that your niche is profitable is that there are many people in the market that already do the same thing as you. So it doesn't mean it's oversaturated. It doesn't mean you can't be successful. It's a good indicator that there is a lot of demand. And of course, that people are actually looking for a solution and believe a solution is available to them or at least some people. So once we nail our niche, we want to know our clients from the inside out. So the basics of attraction marketing, amongst many other things, says... When you can describe your client's problem better than they themselves could describe it, they will trust you to have the solution for them. So when you can really know exactly what is going on in your client's mind, what they want, what they don't want, what they have tried, what has been successful, what hasn't been successful, and you can really... Come up with a sharp psychological profile of your ideal client. It is going to be one of the foundations of building your entire content, creating offers that actually help them and that are compelling. Your website, if you want a website. Um, how you put yourself out there, how you pitch your program, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So you really need to know your clients from the inside out. Aspect number three is creating a compelling offer. So that's pretty obvious, but in order to start and grow a business, we need something to sell. Otherwise, we don't have a uh, business, we have an expensive hobby. And your compelling offer is actually really simple. And so is a high ticket offer. There's a lot of Um, mysticism around high ticket offers because we tend to think that they're really difficult to uh, create or that it's difficult to find clients who pay for high ticket offer but it's not true. A high ticket offer or high ticket program or high ticket whatever is nothing else than an offer or a program that gives a high level of transformation and hence people are willing to pay or invest amount X which is on a higher end in order to get that high level transformation or solution or result that they want. And again, we can't create a compelling offer without knowing exactly who our ideal client is and what he or she wants. So it's so important to know their psychological profile, their pain points, their desires, what they have tried. And worked or didn't work, etc., um, etc. Et and the way we create a compelling offer is basically by coming up with a process that is unshakably successful. And there's a dog barking in the background. So if you can hear it, sorry about that. Um, so we need to come up with a process that once your client goes through that process they can only get results so of course we're not talking about a client who is not committed not invested who doesn't do shit like that's a different category we are assuming that your client is involved in the process is giving their best in order to get to Rome but then it's our job to come up with a process that is going to maximize their chances of getting what they want. And again, this is based on knowing who our ideal client is at a psychological level. And one of the ways that I figured out how to help my clients best is that in the very beginning, I did give some sessions for free so I could really understand what was going on in their mind. And then I just brainstormed based on the information I had on the possible process for them to overcome imposter syndrome because originally I did imposter syndrome I came up with my own imposter syndrome terminator framework which is the product of my mind it didn't come from anyone else anywhere else and it's brilliant and it helps client go from A to B and because the process makes a lot of sense I did not need to convince my client to buy my program because they basically convinced themselves so when they saw okay this is the three pillar model that we're going to use in order to help you overcome imposter syndrome it just made perfect sense to them so once you can come up with your own process or signature signature framework you're going to build so much more authority and authority and expertise is what really helps you get off the ground in the earlier stages of your business so that was step three Um, or element number three. Element number four is messaging mastery, so your audience really understand the value of your program. So again, this all comes down to nailing your niche and knowing your client. Once you know the psychological profile of your clients, what they want, what they don't want, and you know exactly what your niche is, it's going to be so much easier to come up with messaging that is really going to be impactful and that they deeply resonate with. And the more your ideal clients or audience member can resonate with your content and your message, the more likely they are to invest in your program. Element number five is one very simple funnel with a consistent call to action. So a funnel is one of these fancy words that can be confusing. I know it definitely confused me when I started my business, but a funnel is nothing else than some sort of process that gets your clients from cold to sold. so from the moment they stumble across your website or facebook page or you just meet them at a networking event or whatever And the moment they become your client. So my simple funnel was that I posted consistently on Instagram and on Facebook. And I had a website. And on that website, I had a sales page for the Imposter Syndrome Terminator program. And on that sales page, there was basically all of the information they needed to know about the program. And of course, the sales page was written very intentionally. So it could convert people while I was sleeping, which it did very successfully. So there are strategies that you can put in place to create high converting sales page. And then on that sales page, there was an application button where people could basically book a call. Uh, There were a few questions in a form that they had to answer. So I was sure that they would be the right type of people uh, when they did book a call. And then once we were on the call, we figured whether or not the program was right for them. Um, And if it was, they just signed up, paid, and then we started working together. And the way that I brought people to that sales page is that with each Um, piece of content that I posted or each video that I recorded, my call to action was very consistent. It was Um, you know I would talk for example about three ways imposter syndrome can affect your income and at the end of the video I would say if you really resonate with this and you would like support in overcoming imposter syndrome so you can make more money in your business or so you you can uh, overcome visibility fears just click on the link in the description um, to get more information about the imposter syndrome terminator program and you can book a call or send me a message uh, if you are interested or would like to know if this program can help you and i said that like a freaking broken record several times a week then people went on the sales page they saw the investment so if the investment was too high for them or they were not ready for that type of commitment they would just not book a call and if you know they didn't mind or if it felt aligned to them they did book a call and then I converted 80 to 90% of all of my application calls And last but not least, in the start and grow your business category is powerful content, a powerful content plan that attracts. Uh, Leads or audience members and turns them from cold to sold. So your content is really the backbone of your entire online business because when people stumble across your content, it is going to determine whether or not they want to work with you, the level to which or the extent to which they can relate with you, the extent to which they are inspired by you, the extent to which you provide value for them and they are getting lots of positive things from you and the extent to which You know the content really speaks to them, um, etc., etc. So that is the sixth element we need in order to start and grow our business. Is a very powerful content plan that very efficiently conveys the value of your offer. That already gives your people or your audience members small wins because your content is so great. Small wins because there is this psychology principle that when you give people tend to want to reciprocate so if you give great value to your audience for free the right types of people are going to know that if this is the quality of your free stuff and it's that good working with you is going to be even better and they kind of feel that because you've given them so much already, it's only fair that they give an exchange by enrolling with you, for example, of course, if they are the right people for your program. So these were the first six elements to start and grow your business. So now we're moving on to the second category, which is scaling your business. So here are the next six elements that you need to scale your business. So let's imagine that now you are successfully attracting one-on-one clients. All of that is fun and games, but you are hitting some sort of income ceiling or glass ceiling because there are only that many hours in a day. You can't duplicate yourself, so you are running out of time and maybe you don't want to be on that many Zoom calls, you don't want to be working with that many clients, but rather you would like to serve even more people with the same amount of time or even less time while increasing your income. So this is basically scaling So the first thing that I did and that anyone would do is group programs or DIY online courses. So when you can increase the number of people you can serve in the same amount of time, for example, in a group, of course, you'll have lots of opportunities to scale your business. And let's get one common misconception out of the way, uh, which I definitely had before I scaled is... People need one-on-one in order to get real results. Like people can't get results through group programs. And that's bullshit. Uh, That's absolute nonsense. And I've come to realize this. So sure, sometimes people need one-on-one support, so they will get the one-on-one support. But some people thrive in groups. They love the group dynamic. They like being with other people. They feel like they belong to a community, that they have support, that they have other people they can relate to. I've had clients who developed amazing friendships and masterminds or groups that went well beyond the length of the group program we had. So I can see them on Instagram stories, chilling out together years after they've been in a program together supporting each other etc etc and when you have like an online course there are so many resources or module that you can create that people have lifetime access to that they would not necessarily have through one-on-one coaching so people can get absolutely outstanding results within both you know a online course a group program or one-on-one so that's step one you need to create group programs and courses Step two to scaling your business would be great to add passive income. So you don't necessarily need passive income to scale your business. You can absolutely scale your business through programs or online courses. But passive income is always really fun to have. I have been building a few passive income funnels or adding like semi-passive income products to my product suite when I'm launching. So even if people don't necessarily enroll in the program that I'm launching, because, you know, it's not the right time, or they don't have the money, or it, you know, it's just not the right program for them, they might opt, they might opt in uh, into like a passive offer that is part of the launch. So if I'm hosting like a three-day attract more clients events that is going to lead to the abundance magnet program which is what I usually do because people really love it I can have a VIP upgrade to the free 3-day training and the VIP upgrade um comprises of I don't know like pre-recorded resources like a checklist or a PDF or like a training or whatever Uh, which would be completely passive, so people just have an option to upgrade when they opt in for the free event, which is absolutely passive income, and a semi-passive option would be that in addition to all of the free resources, um, in addition to all of the resources they get, they could have like a VIP only coaching call or group hypnosis session, so that's really up to you, I sometimes do it uh, sometimes I don't. It's also like a very smart thing to do because if people have access to VIP-only Q&A in a small group and they really loved the free training, it might be the one thing that nudges them or makes them enroll in your program because they've had an opportunity to hang out with you, to ask you questions and really realize that the program would be amazing for them. So not only does that serve as creating some passive income um, during a launch, for example. So even if the launch flopped for some reason, and there was a dog barking, sorry about that. So even if the launch flops, which happens to all of us, sometimes things don't go as planned, at least you can make some passive income on people who signed up through your, for your free event and then upgraded to VIP, which would be very low cost. So you would need a bunch of people, which usually is very achievable. Um, or what was I going to say? And at the same time, you increase the likelihood that some of the people who opted in for VIP are actually going to turn into a client for the program or whatever it is that you are launching. So that was element number eight, passive income. Moving on to number nine is a consistent lead generation strategy. So what can really bring your business from making two, three, five, 10K months to 20, 50 or 100 or a million or whatever? Um, dollar months is obviously to have leads flowing into your business and this is basically just a numbers game so if I'm launching a program and hosting a free event and I have a thousand people who sign up and my conversion rate is two percent I'm gonna get 20 uh, 20 people in the program if I have 10,000 people uh, signing up for the event and my conversion rate is two percent well now I have 200 people signing up for my program so we need some sort of consistent lead generation strategy so we always have new people flowing into our world instagram account or whatever platform we're using element number 10 is a product suite for client retention so it's way easier to keep existing client versus acquiring new clients which is I mean pretty obvious why so when you have a product suite that people can upgrade to so once they finish your how to grow tomato in six week online course they can hop in to the five month group program on how to plant veggies Uh, veggies and fruits all year round so you can completely grow your own food at home without a big garden so that would be like a logical next step and then if people are really into having their own veggie garden they could upgrade to the i don't know veggie garden mastermind where you all share your best tips on how to monetize your veggie garden by selling tomatoes to your neighbors or I don't know like it's a random example but when you have a product suite that people can logically graduate to as they end one of your programs and then are ready for another one that is definitely a way you can scale your business without having to acquire new clients number 11, I think it is, is a cost efficient team or automations or some sort of outsourcing. So I highly recommend that you get a virtual assistant earlier on than I did, that if I had to do my business over again, this is definitely something I would do. So once I hit my five or six K months, I would have had I would have. Um, hire someone even if they only worked a few hours a week and even though even if it was just like a very small monthly budget because it's really going to change your life so anything that can be automated integrated must be automated automated and integrated anything that can be delegated in an ideal scenario should be delegating so you can eventually only focus on your zone of genius which is basically serving your clients and being on calls And creating content, unless you completely outsource that to a copywriter, uh, which I have never done because my content always comes from me. And it's one of the things, you know, how I like to give value in my business for free. And I don't really intend on changing that, but anyone can do whatever floats their boat. But basically, in an ideal world, when we are scaling our business, we aren't doing much apart from serving clients On calls, maybe launching here and there, which involves time, hosting a few masterclasses here and there, and content creation. And element number 12, which is the sixth element of the second category, I hope you can keep up of scaling your business, would be launching and sales mastery. So launching doesn't necessarily involve live launching, so hosting like a free event, And then launching a program. I love launching. Launching has generated several hundreds of thousands of dollars in my business. So I'm forever grateful to launching. But sometimes we don't want to launch because launching is like a five to six week process, it takes quite a bit of energy. So they're like two weeks of promotion phase, then you're hosting a live event for one week or 10 days and then opening the card, closing the card, maybe doing like a FOMO promo or something or launching a secondary offer that is cheaper than the first for all of the people who were on the fence and maybe couldn't afford the first one. From start to finish, launching is easily like a four to six week process, which we don't always want to do. So my highest income launch that wasn't a launch was when I launched a mastermind two years ago, about two years ago. I was in Costa Rica and there was no way that I was going to live launch because first of all, I didn't want to, which is basically the only thing that matters I did not feel like burdening myself with a five to six week process while I was enjoying my time in Costa Rica and also logistically the wi-fi just wasn't good enough I didn't want like a poor quality presentation because the internet was glitching so I didn't want any of that so what I did is that I launched a mastermind but without hosting a live launch event. So what I did instead is that for six weeks, more or less six weeks, I talked about the mastermind on all of my stories and all of my content, or I shared content that in some way or another was... Um, coherent with what people would experience in the mastermind. So I talked about mindset, about success blocks, about how to scale your business or how to create your first group program, which basically always led to one call to action, which was I am enrolling or like enrollment is open for the business accelerated mastermind. Uh, you know, join. (laughs) You have until, I don't know, I think it was May 15th to join and then the doors close and I did that for six weeks. So of course it took some time as in I created content and I was really dedicated to everything I shared in the stories based on my intuition and the flow I had at the moment and what I felt called to share. But it never took more than one or two hours a day maximum because I wasn't focusing on anything else, which meant that I could do it either very early in the morning, like from 5 to 7 or when the sun set in Costa Rica, which is at 6, so very early. So I worked from like 6 to 8 p.m. And the rest of the time I was just enjoying surfing, enjoying people I had met here, having a great time. And that was, I think, 108. Five hundred one one hundred and eight thousand five hundred something dollar launch so a bit above six figures, which was amazing. And that happened without me having to live launch and go through an entire six-week process. So it wasn't completely passive. I didn't like send one email and sit in the couch. I did talk about the mastermind and interesting topics continuously, but that's something I would do anyways when I create content on a weekly basis for my business. So to come back to my 12th element, which is launching and sales mastery, When you want to scale your business, launching is going to be part of it or an evergreen funnel, which basically means that you have a program that is always open so people can always join versus live launching, which usually implies um, a specific time period during which people can join a program because then it starts and it ends, whereas an evergreen program The program is always open so people can join anytime. But in any case, we want either an evergreen funnel or some sort of launch system and mastering sales so we can generate a lot of momentum, generate a lot of interest and enroll more people in our programs. So that was the last element of the scaling your business category. Now we enter the third category that is a non-negotiable if you want to have success in your business, which is mindset mastery. And you know how much I love to talk about mindset, how passionate I am about mindset. It all started when I finally healed from depression that I had had on and off for about 10 years through EFT, so through a completely, quote-unquote, alternative modality that goes to the root cause of why we are suffering from an ailment, whether that's physical or psychological ailment, and then releases or heals the root cause so the ailment can disappear. And when you shift your energy, you can change your life, and I've seen it in myself and also in friends that I used as guinea pigs for EFT, and they are all very thankful for it and clients and we also all know because all of you listening to this podcast are pretty you know alternative or woo-woo or believe in some sort of law of attraction or energetic influence in our life that we can only attract what matches our vibration most of the time of course there is a component which is divine timing so sometimes you're doing everything right and things are not unfolding and it's just a divine timing thing and not an energetic problem but that's a topic for a different day so we need to have our energy in the right place in order to manifest more abundance money clients and success so i'm going to talk about the last six elements of this eight 18 element edition of this podcast, which are all mindset-based. So the first one, which would be the 13th on the list of 18th element, would be smashing money blocks, success blocks, and fear of failure. So it's pretty obvious, but if we have money blocks, if we believe that money is the root of all evil, or that rich people are greedy, or that money doesn't grow on trees, or that a lot of money is stressful and hard to manage all of those things, of course, we're not going to manifest money. So that is something that we need to clear. We need to unwire the programming that other people gave us. Because let me tell you that you as a baby were not born with those beliefs or patterns. It's just something that you inherited from other people. And then what is super important is overcoming the fear of success and the fear of failure. So it can sound a bit paradoxal paradoxical paradoxal to talk about fear of failure but it is so frequent that it is just worth a mention so many people are not successful because they are afraid of what might happen once they are so maybe they had experience in experiences growing up and i've seen this time and time again during one uh, one-on-one sessions with clients where they had some experience of success and unfortunately at the same time shit hit the fan in some way or another so maybe you know they got a promotion and then their partner left them because either it was a coincidence timing wise or their partner got jealous or maybe you know their mom or dad was very successful in their business or in their work but then they got a divorce because they didn't have time for each other Or they got very good grades at school, but then got bullied and called a nerd by other students, which is an experience of rejection. So there's some sort of negative association with success, which is going to give the message to our mind that when we are successful, painful things happen, which is going to make us repel success so we can avoid the pain. Uh, So many people are afraid of success or repelling success because deep in their subconscious mind, there's a negative association between success. Um, There's just a negative association with success. So success is associated with pain. Likewise, fear of failure. If we're constantly afraid of failing, Uh, which usually means that when our horrible stepmom said that we would never amount to anything we are afraid that she's going to be right or failure was an unacceptable thing when we were a kid if we were not perfect our parents would be you know bitchy or whatever they did the best with what they had like this is not to shame or blame parents but sometimes you know they do things that are not the greatest for our emotional development. So if we, again, have pain associated with quote-unquote failure, we're going to try to avoid failure at all costs. And of course, starting and growing a business has many potentials for quote-unquote failure. So we're going to fall into procrastination or analysis paralysis. So we need to overcome all of these if we want to get our energy and mindset in the right place. The second element of this mindset category, which would be the 14th element out of 18th, is healing trauma and energetic disruptions. So in order to create a different future than the past you have experienced, your energy has to be different than the energy you had in the past, your beliefs, your patterns, your Your subconscious wiring has to be different and you need to have enough energy in order to create a different future. Because if you don't create something, you will just reproduce patterns of the past. But when we have unhealed trauma, and when I say unhealed trauma, it's basically any event that if you think about it today, still upsets you, still creates a strong, uncomfortable emotion such such as anger, frustration, resentment, hate... Uh, fear anxiety worry etc so feeling awful because that person left you or feeling you know really resentful because your mom was never there or because she was a narcissist like all of those things is unhealed trauma because it's still consuming some of our energy today and creating negative emotions even though that event is far in the past and the past is gone And once that happens, I mean, it's not a bad thing in itself, it doesn't mean that you're stupid or a bad person, but it just means that a lot of your energy is stuck in the past and it's way more difficult to create a successful business, which in itself is already quite the emotional roller coaster, if so much of your energy is being given or stuck left and right in things of your past, and of course, where energy um, energy f- where attention attention goes energy flows so if we are still caught up in emotions ba- that are triggered by past events our attention is on there and our energy is going to be stuck in those past events or upsetting emotions which is going to create more upsetting emotions because we can only attract what is a vibrational match to our past so if we are constantly feeling not validated, not supported, or that we were not good enough because that's how an ex-partner or our parents made us feel. Well, it's going to be not impossible, but difficult to attract a business that makes us feel good and supported and worthy because our vibration of feeling unworthy and undeserving and unsupported is so strong. So it's not impossible, but it's going to be very difficult and it's not going to be sustainable in the long term. So the second aspect of the mindset mastery is healing trauma. So you can reclaim your energy and use it to create your future. The third element in this category is conquering imposter syndrome. That's pretty self-explanatory. There are so many ways that imposter syndrome affects our business. We are going to shy away from being visible when we feel like a fraud. We are going to feel inadequate. We are not going to feel like an expert. And if we want high ticket clients or clients in general, we need to come across as an expert that can help them solve their problem. And we need to make sure that they perceive us to be an expert. And that is going to be difficult if we have imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome can also affect us in terms of boundaries. So we're going to have shitty boundaries with our clients. And we are going to feel obliged to answer their text at 4 p.m. on a Sunday because we don't feel like an expert enough, where we are afraid that we're not competent enough. Uh, it's going to make us undercharge. Like there's so many ways imposter syndrome is going to affect our business. And imposter syndrome needs to bite the dust if you want to grow and scale your income and success. Then aspect number four in this category is feeling worthy of abundance and money. So that's also pretty self-explanatory, but if we don't feel that we deserve something, we are not going to get it because we get what we feel that we deserve to get or that we get what we tolerate. So if we've been stuck in an energy of tolerating the minimum or tolerating just being okay, Because we don't feel worthy or deserving, or if we feel that we need to work really hard in order to deserve to have money, and at the same time we don't want to work hard, which I don't want to work hard, otherwise I would be in an office, I wouldn't have my own business. If we have like some funky ideas that I need to work hard in order to deserve success, or people will judge me if I'm not working that hard and I still make money, or I might feel bad towards my mom who always, you know, worked two or three jobs to. To put me and my siblings through, you know, education. All of these things can really stop us from going and scaling a business because if we don't feel worthy of receiving something, we're not going to receive it. Or if our self-worth depends on our net worth. So if we are convinced that we are only worthy or good enough, if we are making more money, which was definitely something I had until recently and I worked really hard to unwire that bullshit out of my mind we are going to put so much pressure on ourselves to be successful because we only feel good enough or worthy as a person if we are successful. So we are very vulnerable at potential loss of success. And we are going to be afraid of losing success and what we are afraid of, we usually repel because our subconscious mind sees danger and danger is not something our subconscious mind wants to go go towards. So if there is a lot of danger associated with getting success in my business, because what if I'm successful and I lose it all and I will feel like such a fraud and and completely unworthy subconsciously I'm going to repel success so I never put myself through a situation where I could experience loss right because my self-worth is so attached to it so if our self-worth is dependent on our net worth uh, we're going to create so much resistance and so much pressure and resistance and pressure are what fucks up our manifestation Um, manifestation is not as much about high vibe as it is about lack of resistance. So an energy of indifference on whatever the outcome is or whatever we are doing. So if I want to make scrambled eggs tomorrow, I'm not like overthinking if what if I can't get my scrambled eggs or what if I burn my scrambled eggs or what if I'm not Worthy enough, and I didn't meditate enough to get my scrambled eggs, all of that is going to create resistance. But because I literally am not thinking of my scrambled eggs until five minutes before I start making them, there is no resistance, there is no pressure, and that's why I can successfully make scrambled eggs. Same goes personally with my health. I know that my health is always great, that my immune system is fantastic, that I'm never sick, so I just don't think about it. And because I have no resistance, I always manifest good health. So lack of resistance is absolutely essential when it comes to growing, scaling a business and making money. Aspect number 17, which is the one before the last one, is we need to stop feeling responsible for our clients' results. So I've had so many clients and myself when I was so scared that people would not get results. So I downplayed the power of my programs. I didn't want to make any false promises, which of course we don't want to do. But it didn't come from a place of alignment. It came from a place of fear. I was so afraid to talk about my program positively because what if one person doesn't get the results and then you know I talked about my program and how great it was and they don't get results blah 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 will feel so bad so out of fear I wasn't really talking about how great my programs were but then that is not serving anyone because if you don't believe in your program people are not going to believe in your program either so letting go of feeling responsible for clients results is so essential if you want to grow and scale your business Usually, feeling overly responsible for clients' results is born or stems from a situation when we were younger, when we were responsible or felt responsible with making another adult happy. So often a parent, maybe it could be a sibling who wasn't doing well or a close friend or a partner, and we tried and tried and tried to help them and they did not get better because only themselves could help themselves And you're probably a highly sensitive person or an empath. And the pain of seeing them not doing well was so bad that now you would hate to be in a similar situation with a client where you try to help them and they can't get helped. So because you're afraid that that's going to happen, you are repelling clients. But you need to understand that you are not solely responsible for your client's results. It's a 50-50 process. And also your ideal client, which you basically attract through energy and the right type of messaging always gets results because if they don't get results, they're not an ideal client. And there are ways that we can talk about our offers and ways that we can create content that specifically appeals to people who tend to get results. And last but not least in the mindset mastery category, is to stop giving a fuck about other people, what other people think, uh, about what if they judge me, etc, etc. So you need to understand that no hater will ever be in front of you or beyond you, success-wise. Haters are only people who are behind you and who are projecting their own insecurities or all of their dreams that they never had the guts to pursue onto you. If you keep worrying about what other people feel or might say or might think once you start your business or talk about your programs or share the price of your one-on-one container or whatnot, you are basically holding yourself back based on other people who don't contribute to your happiness. So what's the point? And even if someone did to some extent contribute to your happiness, which is very few people, if they are a good person or a good friend, they would support you no matter what you do, so you don't need to worry about them. And you don't need to worry about people who don't support you because otherwise you will be worrying forever because there will always be someone who doesn't support you. So we really need to get to a point where we are relatively indifferent to what people think, even if it's our dad, our mom, or sister, because you need to be living your life for yourself. Not for other people. And you're going to be out of alignment if you're always kind of walking on eggs, feeling that you're walking on thin ice. You don't want to share anything. You don't want that would ruffle anyone's feathers. So now you're being like overly cautious, and all of that energy is just not productive in terms of starting, growing, and scaling a business. And once you stop giving a fuck what people think, whether or not people will judge you, you actually don't attract people who judge you anymore because you have healed that within yourself. So I'm relatively indifferent to what people think. So of course, I have a few moments where I feel a bit uncomfortable or I wonder what my old friends from high school are going to think about my content, right? Right. But it never lasts more than a few minutes and at the end of the day, I really don't care because my business is my freedom, my business is my income, my business is my passion and I'm not going to stop myself for, you know, generating abundance and flying in business class because of what a potential old high school friend might think. Like, it's just not worth it. So I went on a tangent, I can't remember what I was saying, but basically uh all of that is taking your energy it's pumping your energy and it's not worth it oh i remember what i was saying and basically i'm pretty indifferent so i don't really care and because i don't care i don't attract haters because there's just no vibration within me that would match the vibration of a hater so if i was really afraid of them i would attract them but because i don't care it's extremely rare that i have someone say something that is negative negative on any of the content I post I've had like maybe one or two people in three years who said oh I don't agree with that post and then I basically answer saying well we can agree to disagree or you know this is what I meant but it's absolutely fine if you don't agree and then they usually don't answer because they're fine with that and that's that. So, letting go of other people's expectations, judgments, visions for your life is also an act of self love. Because when you are loving to you, first of all, you will feel a gazillion times better. And second of all, the universe always supports or sponsorizes through abundance, joy, and happiness acts of self love. So, whenever you do something out of loving yourself, even if it's tough, even if it means leaving some people behind because it's no longer loving to you to stay with those people, even if it means sometimes making tough decisions, when you are loving to yourself, when you are treating yourself like you would treat someone you deeply love and care for, the universe always gives that back to you in the form of joy, happiness, and abundance. So these were the 18 elements of how to successfully grow and scale your business. Start, grow, and scale your business. So obviously, all of what I've talked about in this episode today is exactly what we do in the Business Accelerator Inner Circle. And you only have four days at the date of this episode to hop in. Because doors close on Sunday, February 19th. And you probably don't have all 18 elements that you need to work on, but some of them will definitely resonate because wherever we are in our business journey, there is always something that we can expand, grow or heal. And because there is so much one-on-one custom support in the business accelerator inner circle, whatever you want to work on, you'll get an opportunity to do and concretely get like an action plan. So that within the four months together, we absolutely reach some of your goals that we will be talking about and setting at the beginning of the program. We will be setting three goals that will have the biggest impact on your business and income and then creating a clear action plan, like no airy-fairy, fluffy, blah blah thing that feels good but doesn't really get us anywhere, like a concrete action plan that if you take action on that and it doesn't have to take a lot of time because the point of this program is to make more money without a sing without working a single minute more so if you take action on those things you will absolutely be in a different place in 4 months so whether that's creating a compelling offer by creating your own process or framework that really resonates with people whether that's creating you know a simple funnel or creating a website for you that sells on your behalf Whether it's fine-tuning your content so people really understand the importance of, you know, your offer and how you can help them. Whether it's passive income or creating your first course or, you know, you want to know how to launch efficiently or how to create a consistent lead generation strategy. And of course, all of the healing. So letting go of imposter syndrome, of visibility fears, healing past trauma, which we can absolutely do because we have one-on-one sessions. And you get to choose whether you want to use those sessions for like auditing and strategy or if you want to do subconscious and energetic work to release and heal all things that no longer serve you. And because you have one-on-one boxer access four days a week and you can basically text me or voice message me on any topic at any time you want and you will absolutely get support on that. So the link to sign up is in the description of this podcast episode. I really hope that these 18 elements to start, grow and scale your business um, were helpful and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadarch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. We'll see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.